0: Hello, welcome to the Joshua Generation Sermon of the Week. I hope and pray that you will be blessed as you listen to this sermon and encounter God in a new way. God bless you. Second Chronicles 7, verse, I forgot to give the, the media sorry. It says this, um, when Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace. Let me read that properly when Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and all his own palace. Then Daniel 11 verse 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Last verse, let's read it from John, which we've been reading. John 19 verse 28 to 30. For the sake of those who are weak in faith and they missed out in the prayer rally. It says this in John chapter number 11, chapter number 19 verse 28. John Ferdinand, please, I know you are single, but don't show off. So put the one I have asked. Later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. And verse 29: a jar of wine vinegar was there so that so they soaked the sponge in it, but the sponge uh, put the sponge on a stalk of the high soap plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. Okay. When he had received it received the drink, Jesus said it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Alright, so uh, we've been looking since Tuesday. We are in the season of completion in the year of arising and shining. Uh, on Tuesday, we looked at the prayer of completion. On Wednesday, we looked at the price for completion. On Thursday, we looked at the battle for completion. And um, Is it the one Thursday we did battle for completion, is it? Yep. Then Thursday, I mean Friday, we looked at the... What did we look at on Friday? The miracle for completion. So the miracle for completion and Saturday the courtroom for completion. And this morning in the first two services, we looked at faith for completion. And now we are going to look at a life for completion. The life of completion the life of completion. If you want, you can call it living a life of completion. So the life of completion. Living a life of completion. So when we read from Solomon's life, we are told that Solomon completed the work of the temple and everything he had in his mind and in his heart to do and also completed his own house and his own palace. So there are was completion in different levels. He finished the house of God, he finished things he planned, he desired, and also he completed his royal palace. Then we are told Daniel, which is a story of some young people that followed up their dreams and God blessed them, that the people who know their God shall be strong and they will accomplish great things. They will complete great things. They will achieve great things. They will achieve great things. Then we read the story of Jesus that on his last day, knowing that all things, everything was completed and that scripture was fulfilled, he said, I am thirsty. And they gave him up, they gave him some wine to drink. That doesn't mean he should drink wine and get drunk. Alright, then after that he cried out, it is finished. Now, one of the thing that the word, you know, it is finished, that phrase, it actually means completing a given assignment, fulfilling a given assignment. Every time you see that, it is not just doing what I can, what I want, it is doing what I was told, it is doing what I was born for. I, it is doing what I exist to achieve. It is a purpose accomplishment. You see, if you're not careful, you will be busy with everything and not attend to what you were born for. You only live long when you are committed to your assignment, you only be fulfilled when you, you know, accomplish your assignment. How can I live a life of accomplishment? You see, the first thing is to simply study the life of Jesus from his birth to his death. You will see that Jesus came to fulfill the works of the Father. He always said, I have come to do the will of him who sent me. Uh, Here I am, O Lord, it is written of me in the scrolls, I have come to do thy will. So when you read the story of Jesus over and over, over and over, you will now begin to realize that Jesus did not just exist. He came to fulfill. He was fulfilling the Father's assignment every day. He always had the right thing to do. He was always in the right place. He would tell his disciples, um, Let's go to the other towns and villages. So, you know, for because it is for that reason that I came. So, when reading about Jesus, you will now begin to see a man that was achieving, accomplishing something every day. Every day, there was never a dull moment. He had no time to waste on Netflix and DSTV. I was telling my wife that I am having a challenge now. I am struggling to watch movies, even if I try to rent a movie with my kids, I notice that I'll pass out halfway. <laughs> my heart is failing to engage. It's like something in me has been turned on, and it is filtering things that are of no benefit to me. I I don't know how it is happening, but it's a good thing and a bad thing. Because if we, my wife and I would want to have some fun and watch a movie, then me, I would not be interested somewhere. And my wife will slap me. You know, so pray for me so that I can have the grace you have, you know, to watch Avengers, Black Panther to the end. Now, you see, Jesus lived a life where he was achieving something every day. So, how, you are asking. We'll just look at three things on how you can live the life of completion. How you can breathe, you live the life of achievement. How you can live the life of great success. You know, not success in the world, but success for God. How can that happen? The first thing that you will notice that is the same for Solomon, Daniel, and Christ. The common thing is that you must develop Purposeful living You must now begin to live An intentional life Your life should not be waking up Because you are no longer asleep You must Wake up for something Wake up to something When you wake up you must Wake up knowing There is something I must do Your life must be Aware Of a greater purpose It must be conscious of what God has deposited on you. And when you are awake, you must see the day as an opportunity to achieve something for God. There has to be intent. You can't live anyhow and hope to achieve something. You see, there are people who are purposeful in anything except in their own life. There has to be purpose. There has to be, you know, a goal that you are intending to uh, achieve. But purposeful living also means that you must define a kind of life. What kind of life are you going to live on a daily basis? All right? Look at Daniel 1 verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delicacies, No, with the wine which he drank, therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. Daniel purposed in his heart, you must have a resolution, you must have a resolve, you must have a conclusion of the kind of life you are going to live. Every day, you cannot have a Sunday life different from a Monday life. Believe me, if the way you prepare for church is the way you prepare for Monday, you will have success you. But the problem is that you push for Sunday. You are decent on Sunday. You are prayerful. You even look serious with God on Sunday. But Monday, it is chalila. You are even happy in Friday Kalamba. You are happy. You, 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 you even have a calendar of lifestyle. Sunday is holiness. Monday is school, work, prepare assignment ready. Tuesday is date. Wednesday kissing. Thursday, repentance. Friday, clubbing. Saturday, home. Listen, you must be a Christian in all seasons. Daniel purposed not to defile himself. There are things you can't do in church. Don't do them at home. If it is wrong in church, it must be wrong at home. If you can't smoke here, don't smoke at home. I know you love her. She's seated next to you. If you can't kiss her here, don't kiss her anywhere else. He purposed. He made up his mind. My life will be like this. This I eat. This I don't eat. This I call friends. This I can't call friends. If the only people you are hugging are believers here, keep it that way. Whoever does not qualify to be next to you here must not qualify to be with you there. If you can't sit on his laps here, sit on his laps there. If you can't get close to her lips here, neither should you draw close to her lips there. Purposeful living. You must be shocked when people violate your purpose. Tell them, I have a lot to achieve. I can't live like that. This is how I live. I must be here for 30 minutes. Once I'm done, it is done. I must go home, study, pray, help my parents, prepare for my future. After that, I sleep, I wake up. It is the same routine because that is my purpose. Anything you can't watch on your phone in church, don't watch when you are alone. Say amen. Believe me, Solomon makes it very clear. Without vision, people lack discipline. If you don't know where to take your life, anything will take you somewhere. Once you know where you are going, you will know who cannot join you. They will become baggage, excess baggage. They will look like, you know, something hindering you from moving. You need to be purposeful. It must be intentional. Jesus knew where he was supposed to be. When he would come from the mountain and meet his disciples, he would say, let's go to to Sidon and Tyre. Let's go to Bethsaida. Today we are going to Capernaum. We are going to Nai. We are going to Cana. He knew exactly. And he did not allow people to choose to be with him. He chose. And the Bible says, and Jesus took John, he got Peter, John, and James with them. He went up to the mountain. There he prayed. You cannot have people come over you. You are not a public jumping castle. They can't just walk, and then they're having some nice time with you. When they come, ask them, why are you here? No, I just want to spend some time with you. What would that achieve? How will it bless you? How will it bless me? Some of you, you act like your life is 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 dionko. Like anyone can come and test it and say, mm, let's see. Mm, mm, mm. This looks like dumpable material. They date you and dump you. No, there has to be a purpose. There are things when you look at them say, these ones defile. Brothers, you don't have to have a brother who talks nonsense. And you entertain them. <laughs> and you are laughing. Tell them, let's talk about life. Let's talk about tomorrow and how we are going to get there. Talk about your second year courses. Let's talk about the way you are performing at school. Talk about the challenges you are going through. And let's talk about how we will overcome them. If none fits this menu, I am not eating from here. Purposeful living. Hear me and hear me well. There are more time wasters Than men of worth. Unless you learn how to choose, you will be community toilet. No one complains that hey, community toilet, maononga, whether they ownonga or what, as long as it's community, whoever is employed to clean it, you will clean it when we mess it up. That's the way some of you are. You are being defiled, you are being corrupted. Hence, you do not know how valuable you are. Be purposeful. I am too young to be in a relationship. Be shocked when a man proposes you. Says, hey, I am 19. You are talking about marriage. I have not yet known my course. I haven't yet been in first year. Not you just wrote grade 12. You are sending me a text. Ah, how can you know Mr. Wright and Mrs. Wright? <laughs> 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 now why each no wonder you have BP? Single with marital problems. <laughs> he stopped talking. He stopped calling me. He stopped calling me. Every kulwari could over a boy with one hair on his chest Ule luala, na come shishi come figure I it doesn't call no 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 we must account for our lives my life is designed to follow a certain direction if it's not this direction i'm not coming with you are you listening to me Daniel purposed. Jesus made up his mind. They said, Let's don't go there. They'll stone you. He went there. He knew his assignment. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. If you don't know purpose, someone will teach you. That's why girls, an idiot, can teach you how to date a married person. You know, we just go out. me and this man is married, I talked about his wife, and so whenever I need something, whenever I need, my parents can't afford. So he gives me. Ah, so can't you find me someone also?" <laughs> <laughs> May God give you purpose. May you have vision. May it be clear where you are going. I'm telling you, it's brighter where you are going than where you are coming from. You are almost there. You have come this far. Keep on pushing. Hustle for your future until you get there. Beat down your body so that you're not disqualified. I know this one thing I do. You need to have purpose. The price and pursue it until you find it. You don't need people to cheer for you for winning your own race. People should not cheer for you for dressing correctly. No one should cheer for you for getting a distinction. Do it, it is you. Live a purposeful life. It must be defined. Purposeless people must feel down when they are around you. When you are asking questions that challenge their intellect. So, what have you done? It's 10 hours. What have you achieved today? No, as the spirit leads so bale From six o'clock. What? If your friend has not achieved anything. By 8.30, stop playing with them. If you have not done anything by 8.30 in the morning, stop calling people. Keep your failure to yourself. By 8 hours, there must be something you have done. Other than bathing, other than eating, there must be something to your liking that you have done. I have read 17 chapters of the Bible. I have read one chapter of my book of the day. I have written about 500 words for my assignment. And in a few days, I have made an appointment with somebody I want to go and evangelize to. By the time I meet you, I even ration how long you and me must be together. We can only talk for three minutes. After that, I must go to my next assignment. You can't be in class and your idiot friend is texting you and you are answering. Then you trouble Joel. Whenever the lecture is teaching, I fall asleep. How do you expect to be lady? If you have flowers, stars, and the moon, and regalinda, if you are nakilinda, nakilinda. She don't what is from France, our recent señorita. and then the lecture is boring and is talking about the atom that travels to there. He's boring, and you are enjoying Tom and Jerry on your WhatsApp. Listen to me. You must develop the life of an achiever. And you know you are an achiever when you are a goal setter. Say amen. amen. Pastor Jonathan, these people who fight you, why did you bring this man? Fight for your faith as the spirit leader If you are in church and someone in church texts you, your destiny is in trouble. If a person in church sends you a text in church, they know you are a useless person, so they can destroy you at any time. I have seen a girl getting married, and the ex-boyfriend text her. The night before the wedding. But we are going, I will never have this again. Come here, one, two, three, four. Oh, I'm telling you. Overnight, he had no plans to marry you. A faithful man is marrying you. And it's a destroyer, devourer, Casanova. Hmm. What's wrong with you girls? You know this one has no future for you and you are allowing him to destroy the future you have fasted for. Your wedding is tomorrow. oh, when this one fails, me, I'll take care of you. Somebody say, help me God yes. Say it again Say, help me God yes. Number two Develop a great a great Walk with God Don't just Be a Christian because everybody comes to church On Sunday Your relationship with God Must be, deve- must be defined As great You see, the size of your Relationship with God The degree of your relationship Determines what God and you can do together. You know, my wife can ask, if my wife can come and just say, ah, You know what? At our school, we are about, I'm about to graduate, but I need 10,000 kwacha. She's telling me, and then I have 10,000 kwacha. There will be no thinking about it. The degree of the relationship. Makes me Dispose anything I won't We won't pray I'll give her You and I are not very close If you come and say I need 2,000 kwacha trust me we are going to Pray about it <laughs> We will go To the altar father we call From the east money come Money County I can't we are not very Close You this is the people that know their God. So what determines how much you do is how much you know him. He's good, you know, he doesn't like carpenter and he's just he's, he, the way the mother you know he grew up with is just a single mom and filia. So I normally go to his house to wash for him. But you, you have no discernment. Umuah, eh? You, He's treating you like his maid. Ureakuan room. Why amu kuashembush? Kacha, kacha. You are washing is underwear. Lembekwa to Ronaldinho. Ha <laughs> Somebody say mercy. You see, the components of a great work with God begins with number 1, a pure heart. The people blessed are the pure they shall see God. Purity is not, does not come by prayer. It is a go, a state, a standard you set. And you don't do it for someone to see you, you do it to accommodate God in your life. You are doing it to make sure that your relationship with God is does not have interference. You are setting a mood so that you and God can talk properly can discuss matters because you know that you see the bible says pursue peace and holiness without which no man shall see god had i regarded sin in my heart god would have not heard me be holy for i am holy you see once you begin to entertain this you enlarge the workshop in which god works in your life when daniel purified himself he was better than those who did not purify themselves a greater walk with God begins with purity. Then secondly, it also works with a deeper love for him. You love God. It says, Jesus, go heal his servant, for he loves our nation and has built a synagogue for us. The father loves the son. The son loves the father. You need to love God. Peter, do you love me? Yes, I do. Take care of my sheep. If God is going to use you, it will be based on the degree of love that you have for him. When you love God, you can do anything for him. When I fell in love with my wife, ah, not me, me, I'm humble. When Pastor Jonathan fell in love with his wife, Africa, it used to just be like Avondale. I'm just coming. I'll be back. I'll be coming. I'm just coming here. Here, where? Where you go with the aeroplane that I'm going here? Ah, why do you know yeah, I'm on leave. Just want to go and check. What are you talking about? Love brings possibilities. A person in love will do it. Have you ever seen people who are broke? Let them find a girl. I put na kwa timswa shakumu tengu. Kaparaku te kapanga Na na kwa tini pia. kushita. Imishiishi. Amen so. Kwa na kashimu Na amen Everything. Wedding. Thirty thousand kwacha. A man who has no job will have it. Love motivates achievement. You cannot do anything big if you don't love it. Let me tell you, I love my wife. I love Jesus. I can do anything for him. I was telling but why would you fast like that? I love him. Ah, if you're fasting, if, uh, no, it's grace. <laughs> the day you fall in love with him, you will give up all things of this world. You will walk to Polokwane for Jesus. <laughs> but some of us, we want to do things for a God we don't love big things. Father use me give me a visa when I go I open a church you the people that did big for Jesus loved him to the point where they were ready to die for him they loved not their lives even unto death you want to live the life of completion you must be a Jesus lover Addict for Jesus. When the devil looks at you loving Jesus, he's almost giving his life to Jesus. He's envying your love for him. The way you worship him. The way you pray to him. The way you serve him. The way you fear him. The devil must envy. How my youth about these days? It's just who is going out with who. Who has broken up with who? Who has a new phone? At youth ministry, use you this guy. I remember mean, every time I look at him, he also looks back at me. <laughs> you can't have a great walk without a deep love for him. You must be so addicted for Jesus that your love for God becomes infectious—coronavirus love. Whoever comes catches it. Your love must be infectious. It must be a pandemic to sinners that when you love Jesus, by the time you leave them, they are thinking about him. They can smell the fragrance flowing, oozing out of your heart. You want to do great things for God? Love him to the moon and back. Not the only time you really know love is when you are lying to a girl. Oh, I can sell the seven seas for you. You are struggling to bath in one bathtub. Seven seas, can you go there? This is June. One tub in your house. Why is it not church? Holy! <laughs> Why have a poor man now? I've Channel. I can go seven seas for you. You are allergic to water. Which seas are you going? Now, you come on Now, poster. Oh, he loves me. He can sell the seven seas. Kulibe. <laughs> You must deeply love God. That will be a great walk. That will be a serious walk. And Enoch walked with God. And he was no more. And Moses spoke to God face to face as a man who speak to another man. Should I hide this from my friend Abraham? You must become friends with God. How many people love God? Don't lift your hand. Put it down. You don't. Love him. Purity, love for God is a great work. The third thing about a great walk is faith. You know, young people think that because you are young, you don't have to do anything by faith. You must do things by faith. In the heroes of faith, some of them were young people there to achieve God based on what you believe about him. You cannot know God from guesswork information. God must be known from the information he has provided. Not if you move from the street. Now, language is Bible. It will be fire for fire. You will see. It will be fire. I will go deeper. <laughs> Look, you are still the same with all that jargon. You are the same. Faith means to develop an expectation based on how God has revealed himself from his word. I read, I see it, I believe it, I expect it. Where you now begin to shape your life based on how God is instructing you from the scripture, I believe it. Faith now means that to partner with God, to partner, to become partners. He has promised, I believe. He said he will do I believe I believe it I expect it based on what is written So faith is not just saying Because I'm young I'm going to get married Uh -uh. Faith is God has said And he has said it to me I accept it I believe it And I await him to perform it And I know he will perform it Those are great works The last thing I'm tired now why are you quiet? You are supposed to be crying. Have been shooting for almost one hour. Listen. Disciplines for completion. Some disciplines you put in your life to live a life of fulfillment. Number one, an extraordinary prayer life. The similarity between Daniel, Solomon, and Jesus is their prayer life, the way they prayed. Solomon prayed overnight alone, one man all night prayer meeting. Kind of father, you have appointed me as a king. How will I lead such a people without? Oh, Lord, give me wisdom. He prayed the whole night. prayed, he was always praying. Daniel, they put a law, no more praying. He prayed three times. Jesus, as it was his custom, he woke up early in the morning there, he prayed. Your prayer life must be extraordinary. Prayer helps you take away worry from the impossible. It helps you see the thing exactly as God sees it. Prayer subjects anything before you to God. God's ability and resources. So you need to develop a very extraordinary prayer. The way you pray tells me where you are going. If you are conscious of where you are going and you see the size of the assignment, your prayer will be at another level. Some people would mock me, laugh at me, 2006, I was always praying, always fasting. I was wake up in the night. I am praying. They mocked me. Then my prayers were being answered. They moved from mocking to envying. Listen, pray as if your life depends on it. Pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray on the bus keep praying, keep praying let me tell some brother, keep praying let me tell a young lady, keep praying something bigger than your challenge is going to show up keep praying I went to the United States with Vincent you know Vincent Ngulube so I took him, I said hey Vincent, escort me we went to America and when we got to the airport, a latest brand new white Mercedes Benz came and picked us. And it was a car that takes away Indashifu. <laughs> it was a car. And then Vincent said, Ah, man of God. I said, you see, God does not show us where we are going completely. All he does is that he comes to see where we are. So you are here, and you are praying, God comes here where you are going. As you pray, he's busy enlarging. He's busy enlarging. He's removing these things as you keep praying. He's remo- busy. The more you pray, he's removing, he's removing. When you have prayed and he has removed all, then he opens, and you start moving. When you get here, everything you prayed for is going to be there. That's what the Bible says, granting the desires of your heart. Daniel prayed like a madman, not knowing that one day he will be among the cabinet of Babylon. They mocked him. God promoted him. They made fun of him. God promoted him. Are you hearing me? Keep on rain. Tomorrow, there will be a white Mercedes waiting for you. People will fight to usher you. People will fight to honor you. Prayer enlarges where we are going. Prayer creates room, increases space for the size of the dream that we carry. Pray extraordinary prayers. Did you hear what I just said? Number two, which is very important, which you always do like revolution. Read the Bible as the only information for your destiny. There are people who read other books like they are more powerful than the Bible. Oh, I read this one and this one. It's a good book, this one. Yes, it's good. Read them. But the Bible must be read like food for your destiny. Man shall not live on bread alone but on every word. The muscle and fuel of your life is the degree of scripture that you have accumulated. It says, may the word of God dwell in you Richly Are you listening You can read anything You can watch uh, Africa magic verse 1 uh, uh, Dangerous love part 1 Dangerous love verse 3 You know the games that single men play Whatever you are watching with passion How I pray that you will do that One of the things I did Is I got some app And began to read the bible In six months So I'm finishing the whole Bible on 1st June. I think 30th June, I would have read the whole Bible. And then from 1st July to December, I will read through the whole Bible two times. I will read the whole Bible two times. Meaning I am reading 17 chapters of the Bible per day. And I finished. I get my school, I type my dissertation. By the time you are sending me your phone, I would have achieved my day's goal. At least to a percentage. I have noticed something. The much information of God gives me this belief that wherever I am going, I'm not going to fail. I have carried enough food. I have the right supply. Not all you have is John 3.16. you <laughs> Uchta the quote correctly. Oh, let me stop now so that we are done. Okay. You're very quiet because you are, you are convicted of your iniquities. <laughs> the last thing that I want you to do is develop your gifts and talents. Develop them. Develop your gifts. Your gifts are the supernatural abilities that God uses to work through your life. Your talent. Develop the gift. The most difficult thing ever in my life, I was telling my wife, was not to be the youth pastor. You can even tell this thing, youth pastor thing, is like a curse. It's there. No matter how much I threatened her, if you, if you try to speak and I'm beating I'll beat you. It shows up. When I was a youth pastor, imagine I could go and buy books. When I travel, I went and bought books on youth ministry. Six thousand five hundred dollars. Books multiplied by 17. You know how much I spent to be youth pastor. How to engage young people. Mentorship, handbooks for mentorship, life coaching, every level. I got everything I have ever. Every book culture for youth ministry, the spirit of youth ministry, the foundation of youth ministry, youth ministry and theology, youth ministry engaging the next generation, the youth and digital age. I bought 6,500, developed it. Then one day Bishop says, no, you are going to be a reverend. My goodness, what a mountain. For me to be a pastor, a reverend, I used to get in my car, lock the windows. Then I will put music, then scream when going to church. You are not a youth pastor. You are not a youth pastor. You are not a youth pastor. You are not. You are not. I command to be paralyzed. Father, I am not. It was not possible. Guess what happens? A church in the States tells me, you will be we want you to be speaking to our youth pastor for 30 minutes every Wednesday and we pay you six thousand dollars develop your gift sacrifice for it the easiest thing for me to do is to cast out demons come out die fire I don't just sit there. Somebody has come. Daddy, someone has come who has. They need prayers. <laughs> I study every series of anyone who is an authority in deliverance. Derek Prince, uh, John Anchard, uh, Dr. Miles. I've read their series, curriculums, everything. Develop it. What is your gifting? My greatest desire Me is leadership I love not to be But to build leaders So inside me I've always been a leader I was the first day I reported for class I was the class captain I was the school head boy I was sports captain I was senior prefect Academic chairman at college I was always this leader So leadership was there Youth pastor, whatever Bishop Mumba You didn't clap. Can you clap now? This is why you're supposed to clap. (laughs) So, my passion is leadership. My PhD is on authentic leadership. My theology is theology and leadership. My Christian bachelor's is Christian leadership. Develop it. My MBA at UNSA is organizational leadership. That is, develop it. Not favor on my head, speed on my feet. I, I call now. <laughs> Flame the gift inside you, set it on fire. If it is business, develop it. If it is restaurant, cook. Develop your gift. Eh? Everyone has a gift. Especially you. You know that you. Who who, who am I looking at? You have a gift, a talent, an ability. Develop it. Whether it is uh, programming, your evangelism, whatever the gift is, maximize it. Sponsor it. Don't drop it. Some people, like me, I think that was a mistake. Because I wanted to be reverent. I was killing the youth pastor. Stop it. hey, come, Even that one, she always contributes. Hey, where you are going? Says, Lord, uh, even her has spoken. The youth pastor must not jump out. I went to Congo, and I was just an innocent guest speaker, preaching power someone from Cote d'Ivoire saw me in Congo, and called the pastor, says, man of God, hey, the man you are hosting is a youth ministry expert. (laughs) Prepare a meeting and see for yourself. Develop your gifting. How many people are ready to accomplish things for God? Be purposeful, Have a great walk with God. Those, I have told you. So you know that me, I don't pray for you when I come here. That's why Pastor Jonathan got married, so that he can pray for you properly. Me, when I preach, I just finish. Go on the pulpit, ask Pastor Jonathan to come. I go and sit next to my wife. You go and finish what God has given you. God bless you. Kwasira. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. We pray that you are blessed. We hope that you can join us for the next episode. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JoshuaGenerationBLCI.